Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So Geraldo owes me $1,000. When he sends the check, I will donate it to a charity of my choice. I haven't decided yet, but uh, I demand payment. And I'm going to ask your help in demanding payment as well. It's for a charitable cause because Geraldo doesn't know what he's talking about. Proposed a bet on the air he lost and then celebrated his loss today. I, I, I don't know what to say about this. Why this guy continues to get airtime and spout his nonsense is candidly beyond me. So last night that erupted. Some of you caught it. Some of you didn't. I have some highlights or lowlights from it today. But it's important. Some of you ask me, you know, why do you go on the air with this guy? Because he spouts misinformation constantly and needs to be corrected. Would you rather him just do it and not be corrected? And then getting people to believe who aren't as smart as you that what he's saying is true when it's all lies? The guy's a liar. He's a narrative teller. That's what he is. He he totes the liberal narrative pretending to be some Republican, and he's not. He's a fraud. He's a fake. And he lost his own bet last night on the air and didn't even hear the bet because he was too busy talking and interrupting because he has no sense of self-control at all. Because you can tell I'm a little uh, annoyed at Geraldo this morning. Maybe he'll give me $1,000 if uh, he can dig it up in Capone's vault or something like that. Who knows? <laughs> maybe he'll find it. Do we have a photo of that? Maybe we can. But, yeah, maybe he found it in Al Capone's vault somewhere with a bottle of whiskey or something. What was that? Wasn't that was in there? I remember watching uh, that live thinking, gosh, how humiliating. Hey, for peace of mind online, get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Hey, one quick announcement. My show tomorrow night on Fox, Saturday, 10 p.m. Eastern time. It's called Unfiltered. Many of you have seen it. I appreciate it. We have our special guest, Donald Trump. Biden and his son are stone cold crooked. And you know it. You're not going to want to miss that one. Who knows where that one's going to go? Again, unfiltered Fox News Channel this Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Set your DVR, watch it live if you can. I appreciate your support. All right, let's get right to the show. Joe, wait, before we do our first sponsor, because sometimes I forget and I don't like it. It is Friday, so please, again, in your worst 1960s game show voice, if you wouldn't mind. It's Friday! <laughs> Well, Joe's very excited, I, I think, after my Geraldo thing last night. He yeah. knows where this is going to go. Yeah. That's why. So let's get right to it. Privacy online matters. Keep big tech from looking at what you do online. How do you do it? Well, listen, I don't care about your politics, who you voted for. Everyone should have the right to express themselves freely, right? But the big tech monopolies instead opted for silencing tactics and censorship. That's what they do. To fight back against big tech and their control of the Internet, what do I do? I use ExpressVPN. It's a smart thing to do. You ever wondered how these free-to-access tech giants make all their money? Well, they track your searches, your video history, and everything you click on. Do you know that? And then they build a a profile on you and sell off your sensitive data. Huh? Yeah, that's true. When you use ExpressVPN, the app on your computer or phone, you anonymize your online presence by hiding your IP address. It makes your online activity difficult to trace and sell to advertisers. What's more, ExpressVPN encrypts 100% of your network data to protect you from eavesdroppers and cyber criminals. What I like most is how easy it is to use. I don't go on the, on the internet without it. It takes just one click to protect all your devices. That's why ExpressVPN is rated number one by CNET and Wired. Excuse me. Revoke big tech's right to your data today. Secure your internet with the VPN we trust here for online protection. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino to get three months free with my exclusive link. Again, that link, expressvpn.com slash Bongino right now to learn more. All right, Joe, let's go. Like I said, Friday's gas is all out of tank. He's like, quick, all right, we got to move right on. So Geraldo, Geraldo owes me $1,000. I haven't figured out where I'm going to donate it with, uh, donate that to. It's going to be some charity. Uh, But Geraldo won't pay up. Uh, because Geraldo doesn't have the dignity to pay up, and he's too busy screaming all the time on the air. It's really incredible how when I debate this guy on Sean Hannity's show, um, I patiently listen to him spout all his misinformation nonsense. He never knows what he's talking about. He pulls facts out of context, has no idea. They're all political attacks because he's a failure. And uh, he doesn't let me get a sentence out before opening his, his yapper 
because he has no sense of self-control. He's like a child. Um, he is. He's like, he's like an infant. You have to, like, change his diaper once in a while. So, again, I get a lot, and I want to repeat this because it's important. About 80% of the comments I get are positive. Dan, thanks for beating back Geraldo's misinformation. But about 20%, I see no point in this. No, I do. Um, and I'm sorry, but I disagree. I do see a point in going on the air and combating this guy's misinformation because he uses our Republican brand to go on the air and say things that are factually inaccurate or he takes a fact like he did last night, takes it entirely out of context. And when I correct him on it, he then bets me $1,000 that I'm lying when he's in fact the one trying to misconstrue what's going on in Florida and elsewhere. What do I mean? What happened? Well, I want my $1,000 from this guy because this happened last night. We were debating, and Geraldo throws out a number about coronavirus cases in Florida. He says 16 or 17,000 a day. That, that number's meaningless, folks. Cases doesn't mean anything because we don't know how many cases there are. Why? Because that's only the people who were tested, meaning people who probably were showing symptoms. Candidly, Florida could have double the number of cases. We could have a number of asymptomatic cases in New York where people aren't getting tested. Cases doesn't mean anything. What we care about here in this pandemic are hospitalizations and death. Cases doesn't mean it. It's not a metric you can use because you don't know how many cases there are. Only the people who are really sick are going to go get tested. I shouldn't say it's useless. It's not a useless number. More useful, however, is hospitalizations and deaths. That's a very serious number. Geraldo throws the case number out, never mentions the Florida deaths per capita at all because he wants to destroy Ron DeSantis. I correct him, and then he bets me, loses the bet, and then celebrates it. Here, check this out. Geraldo doesn't, about Ron DeSantis, he doesn't know the numbers. I live here. Florida's 26th in, in I COVID I just, deaths I just looked per at the numbers. Dan, it's Dan. Geraldo, it's not it, my Dan. fault. You Google never it. know what you're talking about. It's not oh, my you fault are so full that of crap. you never you so research anything before you come on you the air. You are so full of it. But, you know, that's why I hate coming on folks, with you. Folks, please look you it are up such to a prove cheap shot how silly this right. guy you're a is. Seven this cheap guy, shot Geraldo, let Dan talk. Geraldo. Dan. He doesn't like to do that, Sean, because he always gets caught never knowing what he's Stick talking the about. Facts. And he's embarrassed. Stick to the story. And his position so on the border... I did stick to the I'm, facts. I'm embarrassed you don't to be on this them. air with you. That's why I'm you embarrassed. You never know them. And then you, <laughs> it's unbelievable. And your position on the border is so ridiculously You want to bet a thousand dollars? You want to bet that? You want to put your money Geraldo. where your mouth is? You want to put your money where your mouth is? Sixteen thousand infections. Yes. Right. Guys, seventeen thousand. You see what he did there? I bring up a data point to show that Geraldo, again, doesn't know what he's talking about ever, never does any homework before he comes on the air. The guy's embarrassed. He really is. I'm sorry, but he's an embarrassment. He goes on the air. He wants to attack Ron DeSantis because Geraldo's a hardcore leftist. He pretends to be some pseudo Republican because he thinks it'll give him street cred. The man is a hardcore open borders, attack Republicans, attack Donald Trump leftist, period. That's not even open for debate. The evidence is clear. I throw out a number to him to give the debate some grounding in science. All right, Geraldo, you're mentioning cases. I mentioned to him, if you go back and watch there again, if you rewind the tape, that Florida is, in fact, 26th when it comes to deaths from coronavirus per 100,000 people, to which Geraldo can't shut up, loses his mind, because I throw a number at him that doesn't comport with his narrative. His narrative, because he's a radical leftist, is what? GOP governors suck. Joe Biden is my king. Therefore, I'm going to use a number that sounds bad, cases, taking it entirely out of context about how Florida has performed with deaths here, showing you I was accurate and Geraldo, in fact, owes me $1,000 and I'll expect the money. I want the check written to me. I'm not even going to give my home address. I'm going to have to send it to a P.O. box because he's that crazy. He'll probably show up. Here's Statista, which monitors, by the way, deaths per 100,000 people. I put the link in my newsletter today for those media people eager to defend their golden calf, Geraldo, showing you I was right and Geraldo owes me $1,000. Statista, I had to skip all the way to the end because it can't all fit on the screen at one time. If you go there and you look at the link in my newsletter today, bongino.com slash newsletter, you will see Florida is, in fact, 26th in deaths per capita. Geraldo can't count, of course. He's not a very bright guy. Again, he probably found his numbers in the empty Al Capone's vault. 
and is flushing him out now for his, for his new narrative of the day. Now, shockingly, after losing the bet, he challenges me on my data. Just to be clear what happened there. And then when he challenges me on my data because he won't let me talk because he never knows anything and he has to yell and scream like the lunatic he is, what does he do? He changes the bet back to his 17,000 cases a day, ignoring what I just said. He bets me on what I just said and then changes back to what he said, which is a fascinating way to make a bet. That's like betting someone, I'll bet you $1,000 the Whoppers made in Burger King. And you say, yeah, yeah, the Whoppers made in Burger King. And then he comes back and says, I said the Big Macs made in McDonald's. And you're like, wait, what? This is how Geraldo, because he never knows anything, ever, ever. Someone probably, you know, whispered in his ear before he came on the air, one of his liberal buddies, hey, gosh, you know, 17,000 cases. He doesn't understand any of the numbers in context. Now he tweets out this morning, this complete dunce. He says, Tuesday, Florida suffered over 17,000 cases. On Wednesday, another 7,000 cases. I, I was right. DeBongino, as usual, was full of, mm, and he owes me. I owe him a thousand dollars. This is hilarious. Then he attacks Ron DeSantis. This is the kind of loser this guy is. A total zero. Changes the bet midstream while talking over you because he knows he got called out. He was trying to attack DeSantis. He doesn't understand the full set of data at all because he's Geraldo. He never knows anything about anything ever. And his positions are totally incoherent, as evidenced by cut two, where he gets even more ridiculous on this segment after trying to attack Ron DeSantis when that wasn't even what the segment was about because he's a leftist. He's a radical, hardcore leftist. And he's a wuss, too. He pretends to be brave and a tough guy, folks, it's really pathetic. I don't even want to get that. It's it's a joke. Like, it's embarrassing. You blow too hard, you knock this guy over. And he pretends to be a tough guy because he got his nose broken 30 years ago on TV. Give me a break. This isn't foxy boxing, okay? Please stop before you humiliate yourself further. Here's cut two, where Geraldo suggests, incredibly, that we should give super rights to people to cross our border illegally to get a vaccine. Keeping in mind, the vaccine doesn't even kick in antibody production for about 7 to 10 to 14 days after the first dose. So let infected people across the border illegally. Give them a free vaccine here for doing it and then wait and hope they don't spread it for the 7 to 10 days until they can produce effective antibodies. This is Geraldo's logic. By the way, while you... So we have super rights... Right. Super rights for illegal immigrants that Geraldo wants cross the border, free vaccines, spread the infection, do whatever you want. But he doesn't want you to have the right to put a medicine or a treatment in your own body. He wants to force a vaccine mandate on you. This is how crazy this guy is. Check this out. On the border, his position is ridiculous. So let me get this straight. You want to take away the rights of American citizens to put a medicine or a treatment in their body while simultaneously granting granting super rights to non-citizens who get to cross our border and get a free yeah, vaccination. Were you not listening? Despite saying were you not listening? That makes... Do you were you not listening? No, no, no. I you heard, aren't even listening. I heard exactly I want what everyone coming across the border to be vaccinated. Everyone no, no, coming no, no, across no. the border no, should I be vaccinated, cross the border period. Legally first. Why don't you cross the border? I don't care if they cross oh, legally or illegally. The I want them vaccinated. Okay, there you go. The most there important thing is they there get vaccinated. There you go. So you just proved my point. You just proved my point. You want to grant a set of rights to non-citizens, right? You want to allow them to walk in and out of the country while I have to stop at a line at a passport station to come back as a citizen while you want to take away actual citizens' rights over controlling gas their own lighting, bodies. Gas and the medicines are going in. Geraldo, you, your position is so ridiculous. You know, this guy may have been a thing in like the 60s. I don't even know. What was he, like a Studio 54 guy? He's not a thing anymore. He's like Fetch, okay? He's trying to make himself happen, but he's not happening. This guy is the Fetch of cable news talking heads. And please don't mistake for a minute like, oh, like, eh, she worked, they worked with him. This is not some act, believe me. I genuinely dislike this guy. Trust me, I don't do acts. I don't have time for it. I don't need it. The nice part about having the jobs I have is I do them because I want to, not that I need them. Been very smart with my money. Save my money. I'm A-OK. I don't need any of these jobs. I have these jobs because I want them. And this guy is a numbnuts. Like I said, he was a thing back in the 40s or whenever. 
He's not a thing anymore when he's not taking naked pictures of himself. By the way, do a few push-ups before you get on the air and try to get some swole on. Even your naked pictures that you took with your own selfies are pretty disgusting. I'll throw that in there. Probably get a call about this today. But as you know, I don't care. Geraldo's only good because he's a radical leftist, by the way. I can't say that enough. Geraldo's only good at one thing, and that's parroting radical leftist talking points. I don't know who he gets them from, his leftist friends from Studio 54 in the 20s. I don't know where he, who he gets them from while he's taking shirtless photos with his pals. But he gets his leftist talking points, and he goes on the air to talk about them. Now, he was probably told to attack Ron DeSantis yesterday by his leftist masters because, you know, he needs to sabotage he needs to sabotage Ron DeSantis. Here, you doubt me? Here, Newsbusters has an article. Whiny Chuck Todd. You know Chuck Todd, our now bronze medalist, by the way, in the dopey talking head Olympics. Whiny Chuck Todd wills Biden being sabotaged by GOP governors. So Geraldo knows that in order to distract from his golden calf Biden's failures with the coronavirus, the border, and everything else, Geraldo knows what he has to do. Geraldo has to parrot leftist talking points. That's why last night he flipped the script on the interview on Hannity and went right to Ron DeSantis because he works for his leftist masters. He's golden calf. He worships as Joe Biden. So he had to turn the argument to Ron DeSantis is sabotaging everything. Look at this loser DeSantis here. Hat tip newsbusters. Here's a clip of Chuck Todd doing exactly that. And as you're watching this, I want you to keep in mind something. You're watching Chuck Todd blame this whole thing now on the Republican governors are sabotaging Biden. You remember how the media did the exact opposite when Trump was in office? Oh, 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 oh. Remember when Trump was in office? The Democrat governors whose deaths per person were through the roof, New York and New Jersey. Go back to the link in the show notes. Go back to the link. Statista, Geraldo, read that. If you can read, not really sure. Go to the statista.com like it's in my newsletter today and you'll see leading the nation tragically in deaths per 100,000 people from coronavirus are New Jersey and New York led by Democrats. Total failures in handling coronavirus. New Jersey, New York led by Dems. But do you remember the media argument when Trump was in office who was a Republican? It wasn't that the Democrat governors are sabotaging Trump's efforts. The argument was completely reversed. Oh, it's Donald Trump, despite sending the comfort ship up there, all kinds of assets. You remember what the argument was? Joe, mm -hmm. you remember? Mm -hmm. It was Trump is sabotaging yes. Cuomo and Phil Murphy from New Jersey. Really? He was? That's really odd. How the argument gets totally flipped around because the media and Geraldo are too dumb to think we won't catch them. Trump's in office. The Democrat governors are heroes, despite the worst record in the country. Democrat governors are two of them. Total heroes. Trump is the goat. He's get, Trump is a total goat. He's getting in the way. Now, Ron DeSantis, who has a great record on coronavirus relative to these other governors. Now, all of a sudden, Biden fails and the argument gets flipped around completely. Here, check this out. Here's Chuck Todd. The White House feels like there is a gap between what's actually under their control uh, and right. the way that the president's leadership is going to be perceived. You know, they'll point out, look, we got the vaccines out to everyone. It's not a problem about did the federal government fall asleep on the job uh, with right. vaccines or other measures. Uh, but now it's up to Republican governors. It's up to companies to mandate this. And that's where they feel like they are getting punished uh, in the political arena for something right. that's outside of their control. They haven't made anything a mandate. They haven't made anything, you know, they're backing off almost for fear of the right wing. And yet they're being sabotaged anyway by some Republican governors. There's only so much the White House can control, right? This is this is a crisis where even if it's not in their power, talk about the vaccination of kids. This has got to be led by the states. This seems to be the the sort of circular uh, problem that they're running into. They're only as effective as their governor partners allow them to be. That's exactly right, Chuck. And it's a political uh, nightmare for the Biden White House right now. You see how the media too, Phil Rucker and others, you see how they just pile on? So just to be clear, Trump's in office, governors are heroes, Trump's the goat. Biden's in office, totally fails. Republican governors are goats and Biden's the hero. And, and, and they think you won't catch on to this. They think you, despite the fact that the numbers, which Geraldo doesn't know because he doesn't know anything ever, speak to a very clear narrative. Florida has performed quite well, despite having an older population 
relative to many Democrat states. Matter of fact, two who have performed the worst. But the media will never tell you that. They lie just like Geraldo all the time. Here's Saki lying. Here's another one. I had to cut this short. This clip is about two minutes and 40 seconds. I had to cut it short because I just trust me on this. Here's This is about the first 58 seconds, okay? This is Jen Psaki. The reason I cut it short, let me get to that first, is because it's just a word salad. There's nothing here. She never gets to the point. What she does is she does this trick in politics. When you're caught trying to tell people white is black and black is white, what you do is you just talk them into a death spiral. It's like DBM, death by meeting, where at the end of the meeting, you're like, oh my gosh, what is this meeting even about? And they talk you to death because they don't have answers. That's Peppermint Patty. Watch her here when uh, Peter Ducey at the White House asked her a very simple question. He says, hey, Peppermint, what's the deal with the border? You won't let people travel in from Europe and elsewhere unless they're vaccinated. So why can people walk, by the way, coming into the country legally, they're not allowed to enter the country legally unless they're vaccinated, tourists, visitors, whatever. But people are allowed to come into the country illegally through the southern border unvaccinated? That doesn't make sense. Watch the word salad. This goes on for a minute and another minute 40 I had to cut out because it's just the same garbage. Check this out. There are reports the administration wants to require all foreign visitors to be vaccinated. Would that include migrants arriving in Texas and Arizona and being released into border towns? Well, I know there were a range of reports about this, so let me just give you a little bit of an update on this. One moment. And I know you asked kind of two questions there, and I promise I'll address them both. Uh, we One, let me reiterate, and I know Francesca asked a question about this the other day, um, the importance of international travel. Um, given where we are today with the Delta variant, we will uh, plan to maintain existing travel restrictions at this point. Uh, however, what our interagency working groups are focused on, and this is, I think, what was reported, uh, is uh, working to develop a plan for a consistent and safe international travel policy. And that will be done through the prism of uh, providing consistent guidance, equitable guidance, digestible guidance. And there's a lot of confusion about what the restrictions are now. What is she talking about? Like those lactate pills for milk, the prism of digestible. What is she talking about? Beano? Does she have a gas problem? Is she up there? Have a, is, is she is she bloated and, and, and needs to expel some gas? I want to talk about this through the prism of digestible. What are you talking about? You are... Why are you? You never. Joe never laughs at one ever. That's pretty. You must have thought that was funny. This guy never laughs. At me. I'm not kidding though. What is she talking about? The answer is, folks. She's talking about nothing. She clearly scripted that out in advance and said, "If I throw enough buzz terms in here that are meaningless, it's a simple question. You're going to stop people from traveling in the southern border illegally who are unvaccinated." Let me talk to you about the prism of digestible flagellants on the operational border of the helix flux capacitation, on the algorithmic derivative of the second derivative of the third order effect. And everybody in the room, the, the dunce media, the Chuck Todds were all like, <laughs> yeah, because they're like, this sounds good to me because they're too stupid to figure out she's not answering their question. I'm not kidding. That goes on for about another minute and 49 seconds. I did not, but it doesn't say anything other than the prism of Beano, digestibility, I have a gas problem. It doesn't say anything else other than that. I had to cut it short in the interest of preserving your cerebral cortex and your you know, capacity to think in the future. You'll develop holes in your brain if you listen to this woman for a few. <laughs> hey, thank you, Beavis. That's, it was other kids. It's the other kids' response. That's exactly what that is, Mr. Anderson. Was that you guys who popped my tires? <laughs> that was other kids. That's Peppermint Patty. Never answers the damn question, ever. And nobody holds her to account, ever. <sighs> Worse than Geraldo. All right, let me get to my second sponsor. I, and coming up next, speaking of the lack of principles, I want to show you, uh, and it really a stunning piece about flight attendants and teachers' unions, that if it doesn't toast your muffins, your muffins can't possibly be toasted. They're untoastable muffins. X chair. Hey, I'm sitting in mine right now. I love it. Be lost without it. I sit down a lot during the day, so you might as well be comfortable while you're doing it. Hey, the unknown came in 2020, changed the world forever and the workplace. Some of us are getting back to the office. Some of us are working from home. 
The future of work has changed, and so is the future of seating. X-Chair, they're at the forefront of home and office seating during this transition. And now, X-Chair's newest innovation, their LMAX temperature regulation, will take your seating comfort to a whole new level. X-Chair patent-pending LMAX delivers cooling, heat, and massage technology directly to your core, helping increase blood flow, muscle recovery, and energy, all perks that make working from home or the office a joy. This button's right here. You just, boom, hit them right there. Feeling a bit warm? Set your LMAX to cooling. The air conditioning in your home too cold? Set your LMAX to heating, warm up, and soothe tired muscles. Feeling stressed from too many Zoom calls? Turn on LMAX massage therapy and just relax. X-Chair's patented dynamic variable, support, vari- a dynamic variable lumbar support right here, support my lower back. It was already the best in class with incredibly responsive lower back support. Now with LMAX, your comfort is guaranteed. You won't believe the difference until you feel it for yourself. Imagine regulating your body temperature, getting massage therapy while you're working. There's never been a better time to ditch that old no-name office chair and boost your productivity by treating yourself to the joys of X-Chair. How do you get this great chair? Go to xchairbongino.com now. That's the letter X, chair, B-O-N-G-I-N-O.com or call 844-4X-CHAIR for $100 off your order. X-CHAIR has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort and can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. Again, call 1-844-4X-CHAIR or go to xchairbongino.com now and use code XWHEELS for free X-Wheel blade casters. I've got them. They're great. That's xchairbongino.com. Thanks, X-CHAIR. All right. Speaking of the lack of principles, in this debate, like Geraldo and Chuck Todd and others who just completely flip the argument depending on who's in office. Why? Because they don't have principles. If you have principles, it doesn't matter who's in office. If you believe the government spending is out of control and government debt is, a, is not a net positive, then it doesn't matter if Trump, Bush, Obama, or Biden spend money we don't have. It's always going to be perceived as a bad thing. Makes sense, right? But when you don't have principles and you're like Chuck Todd and others and you got to lick your finger to see where the political directions are going and you're taking orders from your liberal masters like Geraldo, then the lack of principles gets exposed. And what happens? I wrote this down because I don't usually do that. The show's usually out of my head. I just take a couple like bullet points. But here's where we are right now. This lack of principles breeds hypocrisy. Hypocrisy breeds distrust. Distrust breeds anger, and anger breeds division. We have this division in this country right now, significant division. It's always been, but right now it's at a point where it's undeniable. There are really two Americas right now. We have that because you have one side, us. We have a set of inviolable principles. We believe in economic freedom for conservatives and liberals. We don't want liberals to pay more tax than us pay less. We want everyone to pay less tax money because it's inefficient giving it to the government. We believe in healthcare freedom. Again, for everyone. We believe in school choice for everyone. God-given rights for everyone. We have a set of inviolable principles. The left doesn't have that. The left and their, their special interest groups don't have, they change their principles, based, which makes them no principles at all, based on what they perceive, what the perceived political victory and outcome will be from it. Here's a perfect example. I saw this infuriating story at the Epic Times this morning by Steve Miller. Uh, it's at Real Clear Investigations as well. The flight attendants and teachers unions say, hey, masks for thee, but no vaccine mandates for we. Talk about the lack of principles. You know, we backed your rights to the flight attendants and the teachers. We did. We back your rights because they matter. Your right to put a medicine in your body or not. Your right to go out without a, a mask on your face because they can't produce any evidence that stopped this pandemic. All we're asking is for you to have some principles, too, and stand against these mandates. We're all going to fall together from the Epic Times piece. Here's the flight attendants union. The Association of Flight Attendants continues to urge federal authorities to allow flight attendants to police passengers for masking, a policy that's led to fisticuffs on some flights. The union struck an agreement with at least one airline united, however, to allow unvaccinated members of their union to fly. American Airlines and Southwest Air say they do not require their flight attendants or other employees to vaccinate. Flight attendants for both airlines are unionized. Other airlines did not respond to increase. We'll get to the teachers union in a minute. But listen, to the flight attendants out there, you're the unions. I'm not knocking individuals. They're diverse. There are a lot of conservative flight attendants as well as liberal ones. But to the unions out there, 
We back you up. Conservatives don't believe in mandates. They believe in individual freedom. So it's kind of weird that you, for your members, agree with our position. No one should be forced to take a medicine or a therapeutic or a treatment they don't want in their body for whatever reason. No one should be forced to do that. And yet when it comes our turn, you fight for a mask mandate on flights where there's even less, I mean, far less evidence of efficacy than the vaccine. Kind of weird, huh? How principles go out the window? No mandates for us, but mandates for you idiots on the plane. That sounds fair to you? You wonder why you're losing public trust? This union isn't losing public trust, the teachers unions. They lost public trust forever. Their public trust is gone. By the way, again, I'm going to say this because it's important. This is for the unions, not the teachers. I get a lot of your emails, the teachers, who are very supportive of conservatism. We appreciate it. This is to the unions. They're disgraced. They, they had no credibility to lose. They have no credibility left, the American, uh, the teachers unions, especially the American Federation of Teachers, which has refrained from demanding that its members be vaccinated, but it insists on masks for the nation's mostly unvaccinated school children, despite their low vulnerability to infection. Interesting, because the union's also pushing for hazard pay and generous sick leave for teachers. Again, the unions, the teachers unions, have no credibility left so you can't lose any. But at some point, will you please just try to preserve a sliver of dignity, realizing that long term, this is not an effective strategy. You have lost, I'd say, roughly 70 to 80 percent of America that realize the teachers unions are totally full of hit with an S in front. You're full of it. This has nothing to do with safety mandates, mandates for the kids, but no mandates for our members. And the crazy thing is, I still defend your right the teachers out there, despite your unions, you're right against mandates to put whatever medicine and therapeutic you choose in your body. I will defend you, even though teachers unions will not defend us. Why? Because we have principles. And the lack of principles breeds hypocrisy. Hypocrisy breeds distrust. Distrust breeds anger. And anger breeds division. You're doing this, not us. Aren't you embarrassed? Course, you know, teachers unions are like little mini Geraldos. They probably all have the same mustache, too. Here's another one for the teachers unions, in case you thought they had, again, some sliver of dignity left. They don't. The Chicago's teachers union, being reported by Fox News, says the coronavirus Delta variant opens door to potentially pause in in person instruction. <laughs> Here we go again. These teachers unions are going to keep your kids out of school again. Ladies and gentlemen, these teachers unions, listen to me and listen clearly. This is not a mistake. This is not exaggeration for effect. This is a fact. These teachers unions hate your kids. Get your kids away from these unions as fast as you can. Borrow money. I don't care what you got to do. Get them into a charter school. Get them into a private school. Get them into a parochial school. Get them away from these teachers' unions as soon as possible. They are committed to two things, these teachers' unions, and only two things. Forcing their teachers, even the ones that don't want to, to teach racist critical race theory. That's number one. And secondly, when they're not teaching, to keep your kids out of school, keep them on the sidelines so they can bargain for more money. You're, they, they hate your kids, these teachers' unions, with a passion, with a passion. Get your kids away. Why would you send your kid to any institution being represented? I'm not, again, I'm not indicting the individual teachers. But it's time for the teachers to speak out. Where the institution represented is represented by a union that says, hey, send your kids to the Joey Bag of Donuts school, whatever. We really hate your kids. You wouldn't do that, would you? But make no mistake, they do. They can't stand your kids. It's disgusting. All right. Uh, let's do this. Yeah, let's do this one. Let's do this, and then we'll get to the other San Francisco and uh, California stuff because it's important. This video is worth replaying. I don't like playing cuts twice because, you know, you watched the podcast earlier, listened to the radio show, and you've already heard it. Democrat uh, representative and uh, noted fraud, uh, Corey Bush. She's a fraud. She doesn't represent her principles and have principles at all. Corey Bush, who is a member of the squad, Radical leftist loon. She 
just went on this epic rant. And when I say epic rant, I mean epic in its stupidity. And it is worth replaying because we've decided to put her on the medal stand. This is one of the top three most out-of-touch, elitist, snob sound bites you will ever see or hear in your life. Here's Corey Bush again saying how we should defund the police, but she's entitled to a donor and taxpayer money for private security. Check this out. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets. So suck it up, losers. She's entitled to private security while you're not even entitled to taxpayer-funded policing. This is fascinating. So you actually pay taxes, or everyone pays taxes in some form. Income taxes, corporate taxes, sales taxes, property taxes. There's no one that's tax-free in the United States that I know of. You buy something, you're paying a sales tax. You own property, you're paying a property tax, right? A lot of these local taxes, significant swaths of your money taken by localities go to pay police forces, right? Police departments. The money's taken from you by force. If you don't pay your taxes, they forcefully arrest you. That's what happens, correct? Everybody, there are liberals listening, so we got to walk through this. Right. So Corey Bush's position, <laughs> Corey Bush's position is, well, I'm going to take your money as a congresswoman by force because that's what they do. We're going to take it, and we are not going to spend the money we took from you. You have no choice on the most important thing to you, which is your safety. If you're dead, it doesn't really matter what your position on regulations are, correct? You're dead. So we're going to take your money. We are not going to do anything to provide you any blanket of security at all with policing. I'm going to take donor money, however, and other money, and then use that money to provide a private security force for myself while you people who I took your money from get nothing. Again, it's the Smales exhortation. Hat tip Michael Anton. Judge Smales, you'll get nothing, and you'll like it. You'll get nothing and like it. <laughs> and, and you'll love it. And you will love it. Thank you, Judge Smales. Perfect timing for the Smales exhortation. Now, here's what I'm hearing. I keep a lot of decent sources up in the, the swamp. Who You know, they're good people who want to expose the fetid, putrid swamp. They are telling me, and you can take it to the bank, that the Democrats are in a panic over this soundbite. They have been trying for a couple of things to distance themselves from the squad, which now the squad is back in the news. And second, they've been trying to distance themselves from private security. Now, what they're telling me are that privately, if you get these Democrats and put a few beer in, if you put a few beers in them, the Democrats up on Capitol Hill will tell you that the squad, the collective IQ of the squad is about a 7.6. I'm not kidding. Believe me. They know this is, they are dunces of the highest order. AOC and Corey Bush combined, throw them in with Bernie Sanders too, have an IQ of about 7.65, maybe round up to 7.7, right? Five, we round up. They know that. They want them out of the media cycle so desperately because they are going to annihilate them in the midterms. Number two, they have been trying to run from the defund the police argument because of the bloodbath happening on America's streets because they latched onto it early. They are in a panic over this Cory Bush cut. Trust me. They want this thing to go. It is going to be in every Republican ad from this point on because it's true. It's where a good swath of the Democrat Party is in America. You idiots suck. Shut your mouth. We're going to defund your police, but don't worry. I have private security. So what happens? There we go. Politico to the rescue. You know, they call it Bullico. Put a hit in the middle with an S in front of it. Politico, leftist rag, of course, has to rush in and has to save the Democrats. So, folks, what happens every single time? What ha Do we have the Republicans pounce thingy? You do? Is that ready to go? What happens every single time a Democrat screws up and the media has to save them? The story's not about Cori Bush screwing up. The story has to be about Republicans pouncing. Whoa, I almost blew my eardrums out. I'm not going to be able to hear it a few years. Republicans pounce. It's always about not the Democrats screwing up. 
It's about the Republican response to the Democrats screwing up. The f- stories are always written in this way. Republicans pounce, Republicans seize on Cori Bush, Republicans pounce on Cori Bush, Republicans latch on to Cori Bush. Here it is. Here it is. Republicans pounce. Political playbook. GOP latches on to Cori Bush's private security spend. <laughs> Hat tip Gee and producer Jim, who both sent this story to me. This is hilarious. It's never about this out-of-touch elitist snob saying, hey, suck it up, losers. I've got private security. Story's not about her. It's about Republicans pouncing on the story. So hat tip Steve Guest, who uh, responded on social media to someone who was curious about, is there a guide out there to Republicans pounce stories? And Steve was kind enough to provide a handy guide to interpret Republicans pouncing and the adjectives, modifiers, nouns, and, and, and verbs people of reporters use to protect Democrats. So here we go. We'll read a few of them at the low level of Republicans pouncing is Republicans react. That's when journalists should scour social media for small, meaningless tweeting about it. Then here you go. A little bit above that. You have Republicans pounce. That's when a lot of conservative pundits and writers have picked up on it and it's trending. (laughs) Then you graduate the Republicans pounce to Republicans assail. That's when multiple conservatives issue statements. Then we start getting to the top here. Republicans seize, Republicans rail. Then close to the top is Republicans are raging out. That's when conservatives are irate and they're taking to Twitter in record numbers. And then at the top, again, instead of talking about the Democrats screwing up, it's Republicans wage war. That's when conservatives are incensed and they're filing lawsuits. (laughs) Hat tip, Steve Guest, two thumbs up. Very well done. There is your guide, the definitive guide to Republicans pouncing. When Democrats screw up, Politico and others have to rush in to make the story about the Republicans' response and not, in fact, the Democrats screwing up. Well done, Steve Guest. Okay, uh, let me get to my last sponsor. And then I have a story about California that is very important and relevant to you. It's a California story, but trust me, it involves everyone. Pay very close attention. It's coming right up. Hey, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and cars, you got Fords, you got Fiats, you got Kias, you got Chevys, and models, Pacifica, XT5, BMW, X2275. There's a thousand different models of everything, right? It's impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional car uh, chain storefront for cars and car parts. Don't endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions. Hey, is this your Odyssey LX, EX, EX, LX, EX, LX, LX, EX? And wait until the, the guy behind the counter orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers right now with access to rockauto.com right in front of you, your home, and in your pocket on your phone. Rockauto.com. Get your auto parts there. It's a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20, 20 years. Two, zero. Go to rockauto.com, the shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, headlamps, new carpet for your cars, everything. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Just a few easy clicks away and it's delivered directly to your door. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer, not them. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com. Right, Joe? Great prices. This is Joe's oh, favorite Oh, yeah, website. man. You bet. Because Joe's a big do-it-yourselfer mechanic. The prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and then the same for the pros and do-it-yourselfers like Armacost. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car and your truck. Just do us one favor, please, if I may. They have a how did you hear about us on their website box. It says, how did you hear about us? Please put Bongino in there. We really appreciate it so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Thanks, Rock Auto. Thanks for taking care of producer Joe. Love you. All right. Vote in California, ladies and gentlemen. This is from San Francisco Gate. Eric Ting. Shock poll shows California Governor Gavin Newsom losing the recall vote by double digits. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an enormous story. I know you may say, Dan, it's a national show. Why are we discussing what's going on in California? Because, folks, when California, to steal the old adage and change it a bit, 
When California sneezes, the entire world gets a cold. They are a beacon for for anti-conservative, radical leftist incubator policies. In other words, stuff happens in California. That's crazy. Let's let non-citizens vote. Let's allow abortion up till uh, six weeks after birth. Well, that doesn't sound like abortion. That sounds like a, that sounds like an actual homicide. Ah, it's okay here. It's only six weeks. You you go. That's crazy. This is the kind of stuff that incubates in California and then festers across the nation and across the world. Wokeism probably was birthed in a California institution, probably uh, berserkly somewhere. Right? If you can elect a Republican governor in California, the shockwaves will be immense. I, I can almost guarantee you, understanding, I ran, I ran three times. I've been in these circles. I've seen how these people work. If a Republican wins the upcoming recall election for California governor, ladies and gentlemen, it will scare the living daylights out of every Democrat in the country in a swing district. All of a sudden, you'll see wokeism. You'll see CRT. You'll see this push for open borders. You will see support for it among swing state Democrats. Go, oh, <laughs> The race is not about California. However, only Californians can vote in it. So I'm going to ask you a favor. I'm going to beg of you. Get on a knee as I did yesterday on the radio show, and I will again today. I actually can't think because I may not be able to get up. Yesterday, I had a tough time getting up on the radio show. It's time for the 10, 10, and 10 rule again. What is the 10, 10, and 10 rule? If you are a resident of California, there is no excuse to not vote in this recall election. None. I need you to call 10 friends and tell them to vote. Call them on the phone. Speak to them personally. Tell them they have to vote. You want to save California? Call 10 friends. If you're not interested, don't call 10 friends. If you want, if you want California to continue to rot, then don't do it. I know I'm not, I don't want to sound like a lecturer. I'm not your preacher. I just, I need to inspire people who are on the fence. I'm sorry. I don't mean it to sound in any way nasty. You're my audience and I love you. But I need you to do this, please. Call 10 people. I need you to make at least 10 social media posts about getting out to vote, how to do it, and where to find ballots. Post it on Parler, post it on Twitter, post it on Getter, post it on Gab, post it on Locals, post it on CloudHub, post it on Facebook. I don't care what forum you use. Post it on Rumble, post it on ScrewTube, post it everywhere. How they should vote. 10 times. 10 times. And then I need you to send 10 emails. Folks, the whole thing will probably take you an hour. Maybe two. It is worth saving your state. Post 10 emails to 10 friends or one email to 10 friends. Just put their 10 email addresses in there on how to vote and how to get out and vote. The 10, 10, and 10 rule. It's a small price to ask. I mean, the Valley Forge generation had to eat shoe leather at Valley Forge as they were freezing to death to create this great country. The largest state in the union is worth saving. 10 calls, 10 posts. 10 emails, how to vote, where to vote, how to do it. Please, please, we need you. The country needs you. We win this election. It will be an earthquake in politics. Okay, this story is kind of disturbing. Moving on. I saw this this morning creep up on my feed, and I thought, my gosh, privacy issues are always very thorny. They are. You know, I one of my sponsors in the beginning, and the reason I took them on, ExpressVPN, is because I'm – always been panicked about data mining. People mine your data out there. They take your data. They steal your geolocation, everything. I told you about the Pegasus story, this uh, program, this non-click malware. You don't have to click on it. Someone sends you a text and they can hijack your phone. That's real, Pegasus. I'm a libertarian. I believe in privacy. I saw this story, and you would think that these privacy issues are clear, especially when it comes to black and white issues, right? They're not. Privacy issues are always thorny, even with black and white issues. I'll tell you the black and white issue I'm talking about in a second. Read this story here. AP, it's in my newsletter. You need to see it. Apple to scan U.S. phones, U.S. iPhones, excuse me. Apple to scan U.S. iPhones for images of child sex abuse. That's obviously a black and white issue, correct? Black and white. There's no gray area. There's no mid Child abuse, child sexual abuse, black and white. No sane, decent human being is, is in any way unclear about that, right? So you would think with a black and white issue like that, well, the privacy issue would be an easy one. Folks, it's not. 
Privacy issues are not always clear. Again, I can't say this enough, even in black and white issues like this. What do I mean? The AP actually has a decent piece of reporting on this. You may say, well, of course we want to get child sex abuse off phones. Yes, of course, it's black and white. But that's not the only question in the AP piece. Here, quote, this guy, Matt Green, who's a top, uh, cyber crypto, uh, uh, top cryptography researcher at Johns Hopkins University, warned that this system of iPhone scanning images could be used to frame innocent people by sending them seemingly innocuous images designed to trigger matches for child pornography. This could fool Apple's algorithm and alert law enforcement. Researchers, he says, have been able to do this pretty easily. He said of the ability to trick such systems. Again, the issue is black or white. No question about it. The privacy issues around scanning phones for this are not. Here's another one. I bet a lot of people didn't think about when they read the headline. Other abuses from the AP article could include government surveillance of dissidents or protesters. He says, what happens when the Chinese government says, hey, Apple, here's a list of files we want you to scan for? Same guy, Green, he asked. Does Apple say no? I hope they say no, but their technology won't say no. Privacy issues, folks, they're always thorny. That's why we have a Bill of Rights. Even on black and white issues like that, it requires us to think these issues through. All right, yeah, we're running out of time. I'm glad you did that. Thank you, guys. My production team is like, all right, this show's gone on a little bit too long with other stuff because I wanted to get to our Friday. Hey, Dan. Hey, Dan is where you all can submit questions. Go to my Rumble account if you'd like to. It's very simple. Rumble.com slash Bongino. It is our free speech alternative to YouTube, which has been blowing up. Thank you very much for the support. As you know, I'm an investor there. And just submit a comment under any of the videos. Guy reads them, and we pick some of them. So we got some of them for our Hey Dan segment this week. First question. Hey, Dan, where's the short but sweet best reads, in other words, books, for today's common sense conservatives? JMF2121 says, make them the best of the best. Keep it short. I'm busy. Well, okay, thank you. Very demanding, JMF2121, but I appreciate your candor. I am going to put together a book list on the website eventually, but I will give you a short and sweet version now. Thank you for the question. These are what I would consider to be, if I had three that you could read this year, there's only, we're already more than halfway through, that I believe can change your life. I mean, literally change your life. I'll give you three right now. You ready? First one, in order, priority. Vision of the Anointed by Thomas Sowell. There is not a better manifesto on the failed vision of the left that's readable, digestible, and will make you a better debater and arguer uh, back and forth. Debater, arguer is probably a bad term, but debater with leftists than Vision of the Anointed. It breaks down the entire leftist ethos in one book. It's amazing. Vision of the Anointed by the great, Thomas Sowell. The second book, Nassim Taleb's Black Swan. Nassim Taleb's a very controversial guy. He gets into a lot of fights online, which I don't really care about the fights he gets into or not. I don't care about his personality. It's none of that bothers me. The book, The Black Swan, is amazing. It's a long book. It used to drive Joe crazy because I used to bring it up all the time when we were in our in the basement together. Remember in Severna Park when I lived there and we were doing the podcast from the closet in the back? Poor Joe is stuck like right next to me. Me always talking about the black swan. But there are a couple things in the black swan. It's a book that covers a lot of topics. It's not just one thing. But the gist of the book is how data can confuse you and how data in an interconnected world can really screw things up. And things like the turkey problem come up. You know the turkey problem, Bertrand Russell? The turkey problem is you got a bunch of turkeys on a farm they're born, they live there, it's great. The farmer feeds them. Oh, they think it's awesome. The farmer, though, however, at the end of the year, kills them, chops their heads off and eats them. So if the turkeys can email their buddies, like 11 months in, they're emailing their buddies, come to the farm, this is so great because the data can travel around the world. All the turkeys travel from around the world. They fly in, they go down to the farm, like, oh, this is great food, we get to play around. And on day 365, oh, off with your heads. All the turkeys died because of the ability to share data around the world. He compares the turkey problem to the mortgage market failure in the recession. It's an amazing, amazing book. He also gets into things like how people can use data and how they don't understand risk problems. In other words, how the real world puts firewalls up against risk 
And in other words, like um, you stick a heavy guy in a room full of thin people and say it's a thousand thin people. It only changes the average a little bit. Nature has firewalls. But once you introduce technology and data and you introduce a few short sellers into a market, they can destroy the entire market. Unlike the heavy guy can destroy the mean in the room full of thin people. It's read the book. Believe me, it's amazing. Uh, last man's search for meaning by Victor Frankel. Third, it's an awesome book. Uh, really unbelievable. So it's a story of uh, Frankel's time in the concentration camp in uh, in uh, Nazi Germany, and it talks about the need for hope. How it's not about money. It's a really amazing book. That man's search for meaning is all about hope. If you have hope, hope for survival, hope to see your wife again, or whatever. That no matter the conditions, you can stay alive. Great book. So Vision of the Anointed, Black Swan, Man's Search for Meaning. All right, question two. That was the longest one. Sorry. Hey, Dan, I want to know what you think about these rumors circulating that we're going to be facing food shortages soon. Outside of inflation and such, is this something we should be worried about or beginning action to ensure we're building a personal food supply? Thanks. I listen every day. That's from Butterfly Kimmy. The short answer is yes. I have a food supply sponsor for this reason. I don't take on sponsors I don't need. Yeah. And I don't think it's that we're going to run out of food. We are the breadbasket of the world. I think it's that the supply chains could be disrupted. I have a large supply of emergency food in my closet inside and in downstairs. Because remember, there's no basements in Florida, so everything has to be stored above ground in uh, closets. Yes. It's not the food. Again, I think it's a supply chain. So you should be stockpiling, uh, stockpiling emergency food. That's, not a, that's a real question, by the way. It's not like a sponsor sent that in as a joke. All right. All right, next question. Hey, Dan. With voting being so important for the future of the country, why isn't ballot harvesting more of an issue brought up on the Republican side? That's by Widmer. Well, it is. It's not brought up enough because most Republicans are really Democrats up in Congress and no Democrats are really Republicans. But ballot harvesting will destroy us. Ballot harvesting is when people who are paid, who are not election officials, can come to your house and collect your ballot. Well, what's wrong with that? How do you know what they're doing with it? They could be throwing it in the garbage. They could be manipulating it. Ballot harvesting is a disaster. It's something you should be emailing your local, your state, and your federal officials because ballot harvesting happens in all those elections. Clean that up. Good question, Whitmer. All right, we got time for a few more. All right, next. Hey, Dan, remember when COVID was new and they told us daily how many people had died? Strange. I'm not hearing about deaths anymore, just cases. Why is that? That's Seaball uh, for Trump. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's a real name. Well, why are they not using deaths anymore and only using cases for the same reason Geraldo did? Convenient timing, right? Because Geraldo wants to paint a narrative that the world is collapsing, you're all going to die, therefore empower big government, and they'll save you. They need fear. They need fear all the time. Ben Dominich did a very good opening monologue last night on Fox about this. Parroting, some, I'm going to say parroting, you didn't get it from me. It's, he's a smart guy. But saying what we've been saying on this show for three, four months now, they need the fear to continue. They're not using deaths, ladies and gentlemen, and, and uh, Mr. Seaball, because the deaths are, are relative to where we were, are relatively low. All tragic, but low. The death counts before we had this vaccine and other mitigation measures were through the roof. We now have therapeutics, Regeneron, vaccines. That's why you're not hearing about deaths, because the deaths were here and now they're here. That's why they're using cases, just like Geraldo did. All right, last question. I know we had more. We'll get to the other ones. We'll get to the other ones on the radio show today. Hey, Dan, in the event Trump does get reelected in 2024, what's he learned from his first go-around of draining the swamp that'll do differently? Does he have better insight on who to fire and hire? This is from Brutally Honest Kanukistani. Yes, he does. He does. The simple answer is yes. I know that from friends of mine. Listen, he tried to do what was perceived as the right thing when he first got into office. They tried to take kind of a team of rivals Lincoln approach. Bring in some of the other folks, people who had been involved with prior administrations, thinking they had, you know, the, the future of the country and the country's, you know, betterment in mind. They tried to do that. That was clearly a mistake. They backstabbed him, the John Boltons and others, and they screwed him over. Your question is, did he learn from it if he gets reelected? Yes, 100%. Trust me on this one. You will not see 
these team of rivals approach again, because it wasn't a team of rivals. It was a team of backstabbers approach. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I'll get to some more questions on the radio program today. Please don't miss my Fox show. President Trump will be the guest unfiltered with me, Dan Bongino, Fox News Channel, Saturday night, tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Thanks a lot, folks. I'll see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.